Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Guns, Oil, and Dirt podcast. Today, we got another uh, great interview with a buddy of mine who is also my college roommate named Abe. I think I've talked about him before on the podcast, but I finally got him on to talk uh, for a little bit about what he does and who he is. Uh, he's another, like I said, great uh, Renaissance man, multiple things, side hustles. It's just another great person to listen to and get an opinion from. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, I talk about how my microphone wasn't working properly, and there are a couple of parts where um, we kind of start talking a little quiet, and it's a little hard to hear. But other than that, I think it's a pretty good podcast. Feel free to give it a listen. Uh, tell me what you think. Give me a like um, and a uh, you know a review on Spotify or uh, anywhere you're listening to this. I really appreciate you guys listening, and uh, let's get into this interview. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Guns, Oil, and Dirt podcast. Today is December 31st, 2020, and I got a special guest here today. We're actually sitting in the basement studio, and my mics didn't work the way they were supposed to, so we're recording completely differently. I literally just set my phone on a uh, TV tray, and we're just going to go live and see what happens. So if it sounds terrible and you don't like it, uh, don't listen. So today, I got my special guest, my roommate from college, and one of my best buds, Abe's here. Hi, everybody. How's it going? So, how you been, Abe? Not too bad. Not too bad? How's the uh, world treating you? Not bad, I guess. I'm alive. and Live? Got a job. Still working? Yes. Corona hasn't fucked that all up? Um, no, not too bad. I've been uh, working since this whole pandemic has uh, been going on. Got sent home for two weeks with self-quarantining, but got paid and did some work at home, which is awesome. Yeah. So, um, I think, what was it? Earlier this year, I came over to your house and helped you with the basement a little bit. Was that this year? That was this year, right? Yeah, that was, that was when I was sent home for my two-week quarantine. Oh, so I was at... Oh. I was at your house while you were being quarantined for Corona. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was that was uh, you had like broken ribs then too, didn't you? No, I was hurt from when I fell, but oh. nothing was broken. All right, I was gonna say yeah. I thought you had like uh, busted ribs from falling off your truck or off a horse or something. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, genius. <laughs> You're gonna be dumb, very tough. Yeah, right. So, Corona hasn't really affected your life too, too much, right? Just a couple weeks off of work, and uh, basically just back to business. You guys wear masks at work? Yes, it's mandatory to wear masks. Oh, We're supposed to practice social distancing and all that good jazz, but obviously it's not always, you know, doable. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of pain in the butt these days. So, since we're talking about work, basically, what do you what do you do? Like I said, we don't use a lot of details, but what what is, what basically is your job description? Uh, maybe it's mechanic in a major uh, lighting company. That's as far as I'll uh, go with that. As far as you go with that. All right. So, 
a lot of times when we're talking on the show, uh, I talk about like side gigs and things people do on the side and one of the things like like i say uh we talk about like modern renaissance man you're definitely one of them because uh, as long as i've known you you've been like a farmer i don't know about renaissance but yeah i got a you know little hobby farm got uh, chickens ducks i got peacocks and stuff which is kind of out there some people are like you have peacocks yes two of them two of them here um is got it a, horses and stuff as well. You said a pair. Is it a mating pair? Yes. It's a male and a female. Male and a female. Well, that's cool. You get peacock eggs? Yes. Do you eat them? I haven't tried them. I got the guy that just bought eggs from me that I told him I had peacocks and was like, do you eat them? I said, uh, I haven't tried them, but it's an egg, so I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. But I myself haven't tried them. We should, we should try some. I've had duck eggs. That's another one that people are like, you eat duck eggs? Yeah, you've given me, like, cartons of duck eggs before. Like, they're great. I think they're great. I love duck eggs. So, we were just talking earlier. How many how many chickens did you have uh, at one time? I was up to, like, 150 chickens at one point. Yeah. And now I'm down to, like, 30. 30? Selling off some chickens. That's a lot of chickens, man. Yeah, well... I like uh, money, and I sell their eggs and feathers and them. I think uh, I've been called a chicken flipper once or twice, which is uh, crazy, but whatever, man. It makes money. Makes money? Yeah, whatever you can do to make money on the side. You said you got you got horses, too? How many horses are you up to? Yes, uh, I have four horses. Four horses? Two yeah. of them are rideable, and they're two uh, not so much. One of them is 28 years old now. And the other one's a Mustang, which ain't broke. He's a uh, fun. Yeah. Kind of a jerk. Yeah, we can't hold, uh, we can't put his uh, halter on and stuff, but you know, we got a corner him to put it on him. You, are you gonna break him? You trying to break him? Eventually, when I uh, feel like breaking a bone or two in the process. Yeah. I'll come over and help you break a horse. That's fine. Not, not not unfamiliar with breaking horses, just not super familiar with it either. Haven't done it since, I don't know, freaking high school, I think. It's the last time I've been on a farm with anybody where we had to break a horse. But that's cool, man. So, like you said, chickens, chicken farm, ducks, duck eggs, a lot of... You do, uh, you do okay with that stuff? decent side business yeah they make they make enough money to pay for themselves and I get a little extra to or whatever uh, work with a lot of school teachers over the uh, school year and they'll buy eggs for us and catch them with their students which I think it's pretty awesome for little kids to see that process and uh, where, where ducks come from where chickens come from I wonder what the schools do with all the birds. They give you back your they, birds. They bring them back. Normally, we work it out with the, the teacher. We'll sell them the eggs for half price, and then they bring the birds back after they're done hatching them and stuff. And the uh, students get to see the process of how it all happens, and they keep them for a while and handle them, and then we get them back. What's the loss on that? Nothing, actually. I don't have to run the incubator myself at my house. No, I mean, I mean, uh, how many birds do you usually lose, you think? I mean, granted, 
when you give them a thing of eggs, you don't know if all the eggs are going to hatch in the first place. Uh, well, we'll normally run a batch ourselves first to see what the fertility rate is, but I have plenty of roosters running around, so I have like an almost 100% hatch rate oh, yeah. for the eggs. The only thing that would mess the hatch up is if the incubator they're using loses power or something. Normally, it's good, though. Yeah, at the school, it's powered up all night and everything, so yeah, I'm probably pretty good with that. Well, right, so here's a question that I actually thought of, because um, cause I get eggs from you once in a while, and I love your eggs. They're delicious, actually better than the store-bought eggs that I get. Um, but you're, a lot of you, I come over to your house, and like, you got a kind of like a coop and run for your birds, a lot of them. Yes. And then quite a few of them are kind of just... Uh, a handful of them are running... Coop and a run, but a handful of them are free ranged. Free ranged. So, um, a lot of your free range birds, I know you're you're still feeding, right? You feed a lot of them. Yes, uh, I still give them food, but they'll they'll normally go out and look for bugs and stuff. Yeah. And then they come back and they eat if they want. That's what I buy them. But otherwise, they. What are you feeding them? Um, just buy a normal bag of chicken feed, and then I'll buy corn in bulk, and I crack it myself. And, Mixed it in with the chicken feed that I get at the store. Do you ever, um, so here's a question for you. This is a, just an honest question from me. Um, do you ever like compost and then use the chickens to like pick and scratch at the compost pile? Uh, they actually go over by the um, compost by themselves. They just pick through oh, whatever they want. Yeah, all right. So you do have like a pile. Yeah. Yeah, and they go through it. I actually. This is something I just started a couple weeks ago. There's a bucket, five-gallon bucket in the garage. It's like all of our vegetable scraps. When I cut vegetables, I bring them down, throw them in the bucket, and then I take them out back and dump them in the garden. Now, it's because I was, like, throwing so much vegetable scrap away, so I decided that uh, it would be a good idea to start keeping some of that or at least using some of the vegetable scraps. I get a lot of uh, donations, I guess we could call it, which is just the... Um, people leaving stuff at your house? People give me... <laughs> When they cut vegetables up, and I'll feed it to the birds, or I'll put it in my, in my pile. But normally, I just give it to the birds, otherwise they find it and eat it anyway. So I just go ahead and bring it right to them and <laughs> bring it to the birds. That's actually probably like a really efficient way to handle things. I mean, because you're, uh, I mean, they'll they'll pick through it, they'll scratch at it, they'll eat the bugs off of everything, and then you don't even have to put in the extra money for extra feed that way. Probably, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that you were keeping like a hundred freaking chickens around, and you'd probably feed them most of the time on just yeah, that's the like I said, I get it from different people in my family. My girlfriend's family gives us stuff, and they eat it. And when they free range, they kind of fend for themselves. Yeah, is your dad still growing chickens, raising chickens, or, uh, or did you take them all with you when you left? I took most of them and I left them a handful, and then a raccoon or something ate a bunch of them but I recently brought them another batch of like 15 for him to have there at his house and yeah. but he's still eggs. he's still participating yes yeah I was wondering about that if, if your dad was actually the one who wanted to keep chickens around or if it was just always you keeping chickens at your dad's house no, I started it when I when we got back I got back from school and he had a bunch of chickens and roosters and that's where I kind of went crazy and Got a couple of dogs and more chickens and turkeys for a while, but turkeys are troublemakers. Yeah. Like to roam. Did you eat them? I sold them. Oh. <laughs> I would have ate them. Turkeys are delicious. 
that and it's not for the weak stomach. My girlfriend uh, went through the process of me processing a couple birds and uh, she didn't like it, so we haven't anymore since then. Oh. I don't see, and I don't mind. Like, I guess I haven't. I don't mind processing chickens. I don't mind processing ducks more because most of the time I just breast them. But um, plucking is like the only problem with chickens. You know? Uh, I think the biggest thing was with her is since we've raised them. Oh. It's more than. Did she name them? Yes. Yeah. That's weird. I don't really get attached to the animals that way as far as the chickens go because. This one's chicken, that one's nugget. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Eat it. Yeah, that's that's where I am with that stuff. That's why I would just like we're. I was talking to you earlier outside. We we're talking about putting the fence up so I can get some chickens that just sort of free range here, and I was gonna put a little coop and run in maybe, uh, just because that'd be so much easier to get them to sit in one place, coop and run them. But uh, that also helps with the predators. That's the biggest thing. I've gotten lucky for the most part. Uh, plenty of red-tailed hawks by me. Uh, plenty of raccoons and stuff, and they like to eat chicken because they're easy prey. I've killed most of the raccoons around here. Uh, not on purpose. <laughs> they just, like, they show up sometimes and I just put them down. I don't know. It's just a thing with them. I don't see that many raccoons around here, though. Uh, but what you said with the hawks, we got hawks, but I got a lot of tree cover, so... I don't know how big of a deal that would be as far as that goes, but I definitely want to try and coop them, at least like when I'm at work at night. Because, like you said, predators at night is a bigger issue than predators in the daytime. Hawks are like the big issue in the daytime. Every... I've gotten lucky with the hawks. They don't normally mess with my chickens. Other, uh, Otherwise, it's mainly the raccoons and coyotes don't come by too much because of the horses, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, fox every once in a while. Uh, we have tons of possums, but they don't really mess with the chickens. They'll mainly eat the eggs. Yeah. Possums that steal the eggs. I've seen them here. <laughs> they crack them open and oh. eat the egg and then go on their way. Yeah. That sucks. But... Trap them. I put traps out all the time, but mainly catch raccoons and dispatch them to their maker yeah gonna start making uh freaking hats. hats yeah start making hats gotta bring that gotta bring that extra side income in man pelt them i know i know a place a guy will probably give you freaking pennies but <laughs> screw it yeah i uh i've actually gotten into tanning my own hides every once in a while with um raccoons and I've done a couple of deer hides and get a mink or two. Interesting process. Yeah. Yeah, you're more into that stuff than I am. I don't do a lot of tanning and uh, hide stuff. I usually just skin my deer and then sell it to the guys. <laughs> Be like, yeah, give me a pair of gloves. <laughs> I want to make blankets. Yeah. Out of pelts. Well, if you start making blankets, let me know. I'll freaking come get one. I wanted a deer uh, blanket so bad for a long time. Keep it in the truck or something. Nice. So. Oh man, 
It's kind of funny having you over. This is the first time you've been to the house. Yeah, I almost drove past it. Yeah, it's not it's not the easiest place to find sometimes. But like I said, me and you have known each other since middle school. Um, like eighth grade, ninth grade. Yes, middle school. Yeah, I remember you were the crazy one in high school or middle school playing uh, tug of war by yourself and. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Scaring everybody. Yeah. Hey, man. You got it. Do it. Freaking. Wasn't a problem for me to pull half the class in tug of war. I was like. But yeah, then we. Let's see. Yeah, we went to high school together, middle school together, college together. Which was probably more more trouble. We got into more trouble in college than probably anywhere else, but pretty good it's an adventure to say the least yeah drinking drinking a lot drinking a lot's the understatement of 2020 <laughs> yeah i haven't I, I quit drinking like uh i don't know when was my 30th birthday <laughs> like a year ago <laughs> i got too i got too drunk and passed out and... oh no i did i uh my wedding night i did it again too drunk and passed out. I don't remember the last time I got drunk. I drank a drink or two here and there, but not like it was when we were in college. To the point where I black out. Fall down. Yeah, making out with ellipticals. <laughs> ellipticals. I sure remember when I was walking into the house. Went right out the back door. So face first into the elliptical. <laughs> Actually, I don't remember that, but that sounds funny. I do remember uh, driving you home from a party in your own truck. And you didn't want to get in the cab because you thought you were going to puke. So you're like, I'm going to just lay in the bed. Drive me home. <laughs> and then we got like halfway home and you're like, it's fucking cold out here. <laughs> yeah, that was a couple times. Yeah. I know we've definitely done some, some ridiculous stuff like that. But whatever, man. It was all good fun. Hey, we survived. That's all that mattered. Right? Barely survived sometimes. Like uh, skitching off the back of the truck on the skateboard. <laughs> Barely, barely survived. It almost sometimes I felt like you were aiming for manhole covers and potholes. Just once or twice. <laughs> Every other time was an accident, I swear. Every other time? Alright. So, uh, I am going to bring something up. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but you uh, were in the military. Yes. Yeah. Um, you were... Uh, thank you for your service. Really appreciate, appreciate it. Um, what did you What did you do? What was your MOS? Thirteen ninety one. I was a bulk fuel specialist, which, in hindsight, is just a glorified guest attendant. <laughs> At least that's what it felt like for me. But no, there was uh, it's a good experience. Uh, the lab side of it was, you know, very interesting to learn all about fuel and stuff. Um, the other half of it was literally just fueling stuff which most of the time was boring, except a couple of times where we, were, we did a couple of missions at an airfield. So fueling helicopters was a blast. Um, jets was fun. The Ospreys, those were interesting to fuel. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a good experience. And I think I'd do it again if I had the, if I had the chance to do it or not do it, I'd do it again. Yeah. Enjoyed it. I know you had you had a you seemed like you had a blast with that over the years. Yeah, it was like I said. It was I met a lot of good people. 
visited a lot of places here in the states. Uh, volunteered a couple times as a boy, and I my number number got pulled. So I guess I got lucky. I don't know. Yeah, I know we were talking about that one time because you were you were waiting to find out if you were gonna get deployed once. And then you're like, you're like a couple of guys you knew went, and you're like, God damn it, I didn't even get to go. <laughs> so, hey, you no, know. like I said, it might have been my time, or I don't know. I just didn't happen for me, so I guess I can be grateful. I don't have to go through all that because I've had plenty of friends that went and they come back, and it's uh, it's not the same for them, but. Only they know what they've seen. Yeah. Yeah, that can be hard sometimes. But uh, like you said, you you worked on the flight line for a little while. You also got uh, some. You think you were telling me one time you got some some uh, firefighting experience with that and how to deal with hazardous materials and everything like that. Yes. Uh, so for my MOS, um, we actually had to learn how to do firefighting because of the fuel that we worked with. And that really sucked because you normally know, gotta jump in this like aluminum foil suit. It looks like and when we did the training, I was a very lucky person to go last. So I already had 30 other people sweating it, and I'm sitting there trying to put out a JP8 fire, which is jet petroleum, and yeah, it wasn't fun. <laughs> um, got to deal with a lot of uh, uh, chemicals too. We used uh, PKP, I think, is what it was called. Uh, which is just depletes oxygen, and that's what we would spray on the fires, which is just the powder. Yeah. And every time we had to mix it to, like, make sure you don't inhale it, you could die. It's like, oh, great, thanks. You know, a mask would be great, but that never came. <laughs> hey, man, there's plenty of masks now. Yeah. Could have just wrapped a piece of freaking towel over your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> Hey man, they're doing it. They're doing it now for uh, for a virus that I don't think exists. But whatever. And I'm just glad the vaccine's out. Now we're all gonna be safe finally. Not. <laughs> I was gonna say the face you made when you said that. I was like, it's too bad they can't. Uh, the people listening can't see that face. Yeah. I'm I'm on the like one of the first people on the list to get it through the department. You excited about it? I am not. I don't know. I'm thinking, to be honest with you, um, I'm thinking it's going to be a... a uh, have you ever seen the movie? You're a big movie guy. I know you are. Um, Children of Men? Uh, no, I don't recall seeing that. Well, basically, it's... Uh, I think it's like Ewan McGregor or something's in the movie. Uh, one of those British guys. But um, it's basically the world is... Um, all the people in the world, and it's not all the people, it's the, like, one sex became sterile, and in the movie, it's, um, females who can't have babies, and in the book, it's males, um, just so you know, but I don't, uh, you know, the book's, like, I, I feel like the book is, like, a male fantasy, where it's, like, there's only one guy left in the world who can't have babies, so all the women come to him, like, that's what I feel it's, you know, which would make life, like, seriously, if it was men, who couldn't have babies but one man could have a baby it would make it easier as a like as a uh what do you call that uh apocalypse situation because a guy can impregnate a different girl every like hour you know as long as he can keep up that pace or whatever I mean, he's gonna have to take a couple days off but like you could physically do it 
but a woman can only get pregnant once every nine months. Or I wouldn't even say nine months. I'd go a little longer just for like some healing. But I mean, she can only do it so many times before like... Yes, versus a guy being able to... Yeah, so like... The more than once. Yeah, the book version actually makes it like more hopeful than the movie version where it was a woman. And it's like, oh my God, like, you know, she's the only woman in the world who can have a kid. Um, but the reason why I brought that up is because in the book, or not in the book, but in the movie, I think it was like a, uh, a situation where like a vaccine made everybody sterile, basically is how it went. And then there's all that talk about how this vaccine could potentially make people sterile. So I was totally thinking, I was like, man, it's it's going to be like a freaking children of men kind of a situation. I don't know. I don't think that this whole virus thing is legit. Is it real? Maybe. People have gotten sick, but it's no worse than the flu is. Yeah. This is my opinion. But... Did you get it? No. No. Yeah. I mean, there's been plenty of cases at my job, but yeah. fortunately enough, I have not gotten it. I've been sick twice, and I don't know if I've gotten it. I didn't go to the... I, I shouldn't say. The second time I got sick, I had to go get tested because of my work. You have to get tested before you come back to work if you're sick. You know, that was their rule. Because I called in sick one day and I was like, fuck this shit, I don't want to come to work. I feel like crap. They were like, well, guess what? You have to stay home until you get a negative test result. And it took them like eight days to get me a negative test result. That's weird since everything's a lot more fast-paced now. Some of the tests that I've heard can get results within hours or even days, I think. Depends. Mm -hmm. So what had happened was I went and got a test at CVS Pharmacy, and they lost the test. They lost my swab. And then, so I had to actually go back. Uh, I didn't go back to CVS because I didn't trust them. I went actually back to the hospital, and I told them, because you're not supposed to get tested twice within 14 days. So I told them what happened, and they were able to test me again. It only took them two days to get my second set of results, but it took me like five days in between arguing with them to give me a second test, even though they have a record of me taking a test in their computer system. But they were like, well, you know. Is that because there's not enough tests, or is that just because they don't want to? Incubation period for the virus, supposedly. 14 days or it was now it, like they changed they, everything changes all the time that's why I think it's kind of whatever sometimes but I mean that's just how science works is you science evolves you get different answers for things the more research you do on stuff but even still with that stuff it's like I don't know I just think it's funny with the whole corona thing it's they claim it's new but I had an old can of Lysol that said coronavirus on the back of it. And coronavirus is found in animals. Yeah. Well, so, like... The reason why they call it, like, novel COVID-19 is supposedly... Like, I don't know. It's the 2019 strain. And that's all their... Like, you know how the flu gets different? Yeah, every year, whatever. I don't, whatever, there's a whole thing there, but I get all pissed off because they're all like, oh yeah, there's like 60 million cases of corona, but now there's only 10 cases of flu. I'm like, yeah, you sure about that? Like, I just think it's for them to be able to hype it all up with trying to scare people with it, but. Yeah. 
I think they're, I actually kind of think they were, like I said, that, that thing where they're probably using it for control. You know, it's not about, uh, it's not about your safety. It's about your control, controlling people, you know, yeah. with the masks and then the, like, they close the bars. I saw this meme the other day, which made me laugh. They said the reason why they closed bars, churches, and restaurants is because the first revolution, um, those were the meeting places for the guys to, to set up, you know, uh, attacks against the British. They would meet in bars, churches, and restaurants to plan attacks. And everybody was like, like, well, now you're not allowed to, like, that's what pisses me off. Like, you can't go to church. I don't even go to church, but it pisses me off where somebody's going to say you can't go to church because you could spread this virus, but you can get on an airplane and you're stuck in a tin can with freaking... I won't spread there. Yeah, won't spread there. Right? Yeah. Just just so you know, you're breathing recirculated air for the next three hours. Thanks, guys. And, and their scrubbers don't scrub out viruses. <laughs> like, yeah, we got a 30 micron uh, filter. Well, you know, the virus is like a 4 micron size. So, we're good. Trust us. You'll be fine. Trust me. That's, that's the, uh, what is it? The number one thing you hear right before you die, trust us, we're the government. <laughs> but that's where that's where it's kind of fun. I could talk about that stuff with you because you've not only have you uh, kind of shared the same views, but you've kind of worked for the government for a while. It's like that joke on a husband talking to his wife and saying, oh, I think they're listening to us. And um, the wife's like, oh, I don't think so. And all of a sudden... They uh, start laughing, and Alexa starts laughing with them. Yeah. It's like, hmm, they're not listening to us at all. Yeah. Privacy. Yeah, right? It's like, why are you carrying a gun in your house? Decepticons? I laughed. My wife laughed. The toaster laughed. I shot the toaster. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed. My wife laughed. The Alexa laughed. I shot the Alexa. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, I don't, I mean, this, this, uh, the phone that we do this recording on, this is my most advanced tech, but I mean, I was talking to my dad about it last night. If you have anything with a speaker in it, like they can listen to me through my Xbox. They can listen to me through my TV. You know, like we all know how it works. We just, do, do you care enough? Is it that big of a deal? Turn the blind eye, man. I want to know that they're listening to me, so. Well, you know they're listening to you. They've told you they're, they're listening. What is that Snowden fucking talked about? Or how much they're listening to. But, like, so let's say somebody like you. Like, I mean, you really think they're going to be rolling tanks down uh, down the road because of your chicken farm? I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man, this chicken farmer's causing too many problems. I don't know. But realistically, they might... Uh, might not be a big fan of you having chickens. Actually, that's kind of an interesting thought process, though, is, like, your area. You don't really live by a lot of other houses. I have one neighbor, and... They have chickens, too. <laughs> well, my chickens. <laughs> under their yard. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, you got... What's, what's your property size? You like, three, four acres, eh? Uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, so you got like a farmette. Sure. I don't right. know what they call it. Just 
to me it's a hobby farm hobby farm yeah kind of like my trying to turn this into like a hobby farm do you do you file uh for it for, as a farmer on your taxes you, no no you know what they call it like a form f or something like that as a, i'm not as sure a i want to be considered a farm and be like tax exempt with some of the stuff that like certain stores but I don't know what the process is for that. Oh. All I know is I'm so agricultural and can get away with more things than being residential as far as having birds. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. So, like, here, I'm fairly sure that they would be snippy about me having chickens here, but I don't think they're going to go through enough to bother me about it. There's a guy who lived across the across the way there. He had chickens. And I don't think anybody cared. And there's somebody who lives up the road who has horses. And I don't think they care about that either. There's there limitations as far as how many chickens you can have and I never female chickens. I never asked. I know there's in town where I'm at it's four chickens, no roosters whatsoever. And then you have to have a permit for your coop. And I think it has to get inspected once a year or something crazy. You have to have your chicken coop inspected? Yes. If you're residential. But I'm not. So I Alright. I was going to say, because I wonder... I don't think any... I don't... I've already talked to the... Um, so, like, I don't live in a city. And our town rules here are pretty... The township? Yeah. They're pretty lax. Because I don't, I don't live within. Like I said, I mean, it's a town, but it, and it's probably considered residential. But I mean, the way this whole thing is like broke up. I mean, there's a freaking insurance company like across the street. You know, like they, they just do whatever around here. Yeah, I get lucky with not having. I only got one neighbor. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is too far away to care. Um, even count. So if like my neighbor wanted to have a noise complaint on me. He can't because you have to have more than one person and they have to be within a certain distance from the house. Mm. So he's kind of out of luck. So the only person you can complain is the one neighbor? Yep. <laughs> and, well, he, and he doesn't care? Uh, he cares, but it doesn't matter since he's by himself, essentially. Uh, I'd have to complain on myself to be his second. But, <laughs> you know, going to the city, but that won't work. I'm not gonna complain about it. <laughs> I'm not gonna complain about it. That's pretty funny. Did you tell him to move? <laughs> if you don't, have, if you got a problem with all these, I don't talk to him. He's not a nice neighbor. Oh. And I have given him no reason to be that way. So I just ignore him. I don't even wave at him. Oh. If he wants to play that way, then whatever. Yeah. Live and let live kind of thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You ever think about getting a pig? Um, yes, actually, that was something that my girlfriend and I have talked about, is getting pigs. We've talked about cows, but we can't because the one horse is scared of cows for who knows what reason, but pigs was a conversation we've had. I don't want goats because they're troublemakers. And pigs are troublemakers. No, I think goats are worse. Well, goats get into things you don't want them to, but pigs get out a lot. And they're tastes so good. Yeah, I well, know. I'm with you on that. I'm 100% there. I wanted to get a pig here, but Megan was 
probably be too attached. Yeah, but you're trying to get like a micro pet belly pig. You know, for like a small dog, you know? It's a pet. Nah, I mean, I'm not trying to. That's what she would want. I would like a little pink one. They're all pink. They're not all pink. Well, I mean... <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh... Yeah, like, you know, 200-pound bacon pig. <laughs> I want, like, a 600-pound freaking monstrosity because... We actually, uh, we looked at a house before we bought this house. We were looking at a house and the guy told us that. Um, he said if we bought the house, we can have the pig. He had a pig out back. And I, he said, well, we were looking at the house during fair season. And he was literally loading up the truck with all the other pigs. And he was leaving one pig behind. And I was like, why are you leaving that pig behind? And he goes, well, he's because he's an asshole. He's like, I can't, I can't work with him. So he's like, I'm not taking him to fair with me. He's going to get loose and bite people and I'm going to get in trouble. And so he left the one pig there and he took all the other ones. And the whole time we were there looking at the house, that pig was squealing and making all this racket and stuff. And he's like, he's like, yeah, if you want this house, he's like, you can have that pig. He's like, I'll shoot him for you. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't shoot him already. I would have sent him to his maker and made some bacon and some ham and yeah. pork chops. And Definitely would have. in the freezer. Yeah. Well, since you were talking about that, so you do you do your own processing sometimes, or you hire out? Um, just the stuff that I have to get made into like uh, uh, summer sausage and stuff, I send out. But everything else, my dad's butcher, so he makes other cuts for everything else: steaks and rolls, butterflies, the backstrap and stuff. Okay, so you you most of it I do myself, but. You the stuff your... I get lazy with, I said no. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, you and your dad do it. Yeah, I just did another deer four weeks ago in the garage. That was pretty good. Vacuum sealed it all up in the freezer. I think I, I got a meat grinder, so I'm going to get, I'm probably going to make more burgers this time than, uh, than I have been. And then, uh, like I need to get find a good recipe for some sausage, but um, I just got a uh, one of those jerky guns. Yeah. So for Christmas, my dad gave me a jerky gun. You start making jerky. Well, I make jerky in the dehydrator, but sometimes just cutting raw. I don't have a slicer, so my cut thickness is inconsistent. So the cook time is inconsistent. So I'm running into a lot of problems with smoking jerky that's not, like I said, cut like that. So I told him, I was like, if I just get a jerky gun, I'm also going to, I'm going to retrofit the tube on the front of the jerky gun and turn it into a, a, a wheat a casing stuffer. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to like use it for multiple things now because I came up with that a long time ago. I was like, man, a jerky gun would make like... My grinder supposedly has a casing stuffer thing for it. Yeah, I've seen okay. the ones that have that. Right. But what I've what has happened is it grinds too fine. So it ends up not being like a like like I want it to be like a beef stick or like a sausage stick or even like a brat. Okay. Yeah. But the problem is is it ends up being too fine of a grind and it ends up coming out like a consistency of a hot dog. Which I don't want. I want a rougher cut. So I'm uh, I'm gonna try and run it all my meat through at one time 
get like a rough cut, I have a rough cut blade for whatever you want to call it, fine or whatever, coarse or fine. That's what yeah. it's coarse. So I'm going to run the coarse cut blade and then I'm going to try and uh, use that jerky gun as a sausage stuffer. And then I'll hang them in the smoker that I got outside. Play works. We'll see what it would. Yeah, we'll see. But like I said, it hasn't worked in the past. I've failed miserably and made some really terrible sausage, so I'll figure it out one of these days. Except when we were in college, I remember calling my mom, hey, how do you make this? And burned a couple of things a couple of times, but <laughs> remember when the uh the timer on the toaster oven thing broke and we started a fire in the kitchen? We had to grab the toaster oven and throw it out on the porch. That's uh, something I could say is not uh, easy to forget. <laughs> that was pretty funny, man. I thought we were going to burn that whole house down. <laughs> Surprised we didn't. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So we were homeless. <laughs> so, yeah. Whatever, man. We didn't do too bad. I don't, you know, we didn't die and we didn't accidentally kill anybody. So I think we came out okay. Yeah, I would uh, say that puts us on top. <laughs> yeah. We broke uh, a lot of cars and smashed a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, like that uh, station wagon I had blast. That was a cool car. Picked it up for 800 bucks. Why did we get rid of it? Because it was a piece of junk. Well, yeah, but the... Uh, 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 the throttle was messed up or something and then because I didn't always run remember for a while there towards the end of that car's life I was getting stranded so I had to take the bus hmm. I don't remember that why didn't we just get it fixed because we had no money yeah probably yeah That's a, that was why that forerunner uh, the forerunner went away that forerunner, dude, I wanted to fix that so bad that we should have I should have just taken it in. That thing was awesome. I should have just taken it straight to the to the to like the fucking mechanic shop that we kept going to and just told them to fix it and paid for it instead of letting it sit in the driveway for like three months and getting all those fines from the city for having an inoperable vehicle in the driveway. Yeah, out of the homeowners association. Yeah. Trim your guys' bushes. I can't see the address. Oh, I don't remember that one. I remember, uh, I remember when the when the flowers fell off the tulips. They told us we had to cut the uh, cut the uh, tulips out because they thought it was weeds, or before they bloomed. You know, they were like, "Oh, those are weeds," and I was like, "They're tulips." I was like, "They're just the the grass part growing up right now." I'm like, "Come on, leave it alone." That or the palm trees that had to get trimmed. Screw that palm tree. Palm trees are the worst. She would have learned how to climb one. But I also don't want to find out what it's like to climb one. <laughs> Falling out of a palm tree. The thing was like 40 feet tall. <laughs> yeah, that thing was big. <laughs> I don't think I'd be uh, able to climb one. I don't, I'm not built to climb palm trees. Yeah. Yeah. I just recently dropped a pine tree for my dad. Uh, it was between the shed and the house and the power lines. So like the power lines were... So if I'm facing east, the power lines were to the right, running directly to, into the house. And then if the shed was to my left, slightly behind me. So basically, I had to drop the... I had to climb up the tree and drop it in sections, like start at the top and just drop them. 
and I only had like a sliver of an area to drop them in, so that ended up being a real project. The last time I shimmied up a tree, that was last summer. No, I just cut them down. I don't, I'm not built to do that, so I just cut them. Oh. <laughs> Phone call? Yeah, sorry. That's all right. It happens. That's how you know it's live, right? Or uh, real? This is only a recording. This is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh. Let's see what else we got. So, here's a weird question. How do you feel about hemp? I don't. It's <laughs> a good answer. I had a guy, uh, last guy I interviewed, we were talking about it. He was like, what do you think about hemp? And I was like, I don't really care for it. Like, I don't give a shit. You can have whatever you want if you're going to make oils and CBD and whatever. you. I don't give a crap. You growing any crops? No. Um, I got a couple of gardens that I made, but I haven't had time to do anything with them. Well, I mean, it's winter now. Well, obviously, but I'm saying like during the summer, busy, working like crazy. And... That's what I like so much about plants. I don't have to pay that much attention to them. Just let your chickens go poop in it. Go acidic. What? Chicken poop's not good for plants, at least not while it's wet. Once it dries out, then it's good for them, but... Just let them... No. It'll be fine. It's like all those people who, uh... Like, let their... Chickens, like, scratch and shit. Like, through their yard. They just, like, wander around. And it, like, fertilizes the soil. It's just gotta, like, sit for a while. It'll be okay. Just don't eat the poop. Really? That tastes so good. <laughs> no, um... We do a lot of the comp or the manure from the horses. We yeah. let that sit, and people will come and get it for their gardens. But it's got to sit in age for a while before. Oh yeah, it's right. Get a big bin of that stuff then. I got a mountain of poop. Mountain of poop. Seriously, it's like a eighty foot or eighty yard long by like five feet tall. Oh, wall of poop. Wall of poop. Yeah. You're gonna. You uh, you give that away for free? Yeah. yeah. Some people are like, "Hey, how much for it?" I said, "It's free if you want it." Yeah. <laughs> it's free to a good home. Free to a good home. All this poop. I might come over and get some of them. I just did a uh, before the snow started to fly. I just did the whole yard and um, morganite, which is that chicken. It's like baked chicken poop. Whatever. From my, I got it from my dad. He works for their, um, one of them companies that makes that stuff. Now, uh, he's a maintenance guy there too. So, no, oh, I advertise it all over the place, and people come pick it up by the truckload. Or, I mean, I had someone show up in a minivan with a trash can in the back. Like, can we just load it in here? If you want? Yeah. Well, at least you got it. Should freaking spread it around a little bit in the yard and make it all nice and smelly. I will if I don't get rid of more of it. I mean, that's what I've done before. Yeah. In the years that passed, I've, uh, if I can't get rid of it, I'll just take the loader and spread it out in my fields. Yeah. That's pretty good. I was going to say, how's that loader running? I know you were having problems with it for a while. 
the skid loader or the tractor? Oh, I guess, yeah, I forgot that you had the problems with the tractor, right? Both. The Both. skid loader just wouldn't start and run good, and then I got it going halfway decent. Yeah. But now I probably won't run because of the cold, since it's carbureted. Older than dirt. <laughs> uh, the tractor's working good now, it's just transporting it, the biggest thing. Yeah. Don't have a trailer. Looking to buy, buy myself a car hauler probably next year, and then. I can haul hay with that and then the tractor if need be. Yeah. I was looking at buying a car hauler and then I was going to uh, use it for moving all the cars I got laying around here. But also, you can rent it out. Just have people like come over and rent it. Shaking your head like... So, sounds like a good idea because I was going to do that with my horse trailer, but I guess there's a lot of legal issues to that. And Oh, really? You can get sued if someone shows up in a Mini Cooper with a hitch on it and then tries hauling your car hauler with whatever they put on it. They can come after you for it. Oh. A lot of legal stuff that I didn't think would go into renting out a trailer. Oh, yeah. There's a guy I know who rents out a uh, boat trailer. You put boats on them. And, uh... I guess that's working for him. But, yeah. like I said, if we were look- I was looking into that and... Uh, I asked a question on the forum and I've got a lot of negative feedback on the reasons why not to do it because a lot of legal matters. Eh. But whatever, I guess. Some people are just afraid, man. Afraid of making money. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Rather, uh... Not get sued? (laughs) (laughs) Not get sued. (laughs) The little that I have, I've earned and I don't want to just give it away to... Alright. Someone for something dumb. Yeah. I guess that works. I still think I think I might actually buy that freaking boat trailer though. Like you got that freaking dad's got that pontoon boat. And uh I needed a and we need a second trailer for it. One of the one of the ones that like lays it on the ground. They have like lifting and lowering trailers. Yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. So we're trying to get one of those. We're gonna rent one from this guy in the next town over for 40 bucks it's like 40 bucks for four hours or something to rent it and i was like oh this is such a good idea and then i found out how much they cost to buy and i was like i should just buy one and rent it for 40 bucks you know a day or whatever like this guy does and then uh like i said it's just i gotta find one and buy it now but yeah i, I don't know it's not like you're hauling random stuff on it you know, it's it's literally built for pontoon boats. Yeah, I guess you no room for error on that. At least not not a lot likely. Of yeah, that and you gotta like. I'll talk to him about it. We'll see what he says. Cause I'm pretty sure he does the, like he checks out everybody's vehicle before they come and pick it up, and the trailer's been looked over. So I wonder, like you said, how much liability or room for error there is on that. I didn't think about that. I still want to buy buy a car hauling trailer, but I don't know if I'm going to buy. Well, that's that's one of the biggest reasons I haven't done horse riding lessons. Oh, we've had people come out and oh, we'll work if you you know let us ride your horse, but there's so much legal behind that that it's like not even worth it. If, you know, if they get injured riding the horse or getting injured while on my property, and just yeah, that's why I want to put the fence up. 
because I live on the corner and people like to cut through my yard. There's too much liability with people walking through my property and they don't understand. They're like, oh, it's just like a shortcut. Like literally you can't walk like 50 feet over and not cut through my yard. Like, well, what's the big deal? I'm like, well, if you slip and fall and you try and sue me, like, that's the big deal. Like, people are jerks about it, too. Like, especially teenagers, they get all bent out of shape. And, like, I'm like, dudes, just stay off my yard. Like, nobody wants to deal with that. I don't want to get sued. I, I think the problem is just everybody's trying to make a fast buck. And suing people is probably the easiest way. Yeah, I can see that. People are dumb. Thanks to caution neighbors on coffee caution hot coffee but you know people trying to sleep i drink a lot of cold coffee so yeah well that's part of so like there i get this whole thing about like the that goes into the coronavirus thing with like people wearing masks and like the dumbing down of society like people they've they've literally brought the status quo down so far that like people even like highly educated like you know people who went to school for a bunch of years and have degrees and they're fucking morons <laughs> right and they're morons because they're like you got a degree because you're really 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 good at walking through this fucking rat maze that they made for you like you got really efficient at going through their maze but it doesn't make you smart. It's not like you could figure out how to get out of the maze. You're just a dumbass who's really good at following what you're told. And you're sitting there wearing your stupid fucking mask in your car. And I'm like, God, you're a bunch of freaking tards. That's that's what it is. It's because society's gotten so stupid. It's like what, that movie Idiocracy. You know? Like, we have to put a label on everything because nobody knows how to figure out how to use it for them themselves and not hurt themselves. You know? The knife comes with a caution sharp, don't cut your fucking finger off label on it. Like, huh. <laughs> yeah. Buy a, buy a new knife in a box. It'll say, don't cut yourself. My favorite is when you buy a knife and it comes in a case you need a knife to open it with. <laughs> Confusion. Yeah, all those like childproof freaking vacuum sealed plastic cases that are impossible to get into. Yeah. They're like dangerous to open because they're so hard to open. Yeah, I've cut myself with those. They need to put a like a peel here thing on the side of it. You can just grab it and peel it. Those are pretty stout. I just use um, scissors or a bandsaw. <laughs> those are not easy to open with a knife. You're you're correct. Well, dude. Oh man, we didn't even talk about your your cats. My cat rescue. Ah, your cat rescue. Well, maybe next time I'll come back. Come back? Alright. Well, I'm trying to think of anything else. But, what's. Does the cat rescue have a name? Yes, uh, it's called Paw Prints on Our Hearts. Paw Prints on Our Hearts? Alright, you guys got a dot com or something? Uh, we're on Facebook. Facebook? Alright, well, you guys check that out. Paw Prints on Our Hearts. On Facebook. Um,. Anytime you need to get a hold of me, it's Guns, Oil, and Dirt on any media. Please feel free to check out the media stuff. Check out the Facebook page. Check out the Instagram. Talk to me on MeWe. I am not going to be too active on the Facebook stuff. That Zuckerberg guy blows and he ruins everything. Even though I'm more active on Instagram, you can always message me on Instagram at uh, Guns, Oil, and Dirt on Instagram. But 
I'm not going to be as active on the Facebook page. So if you need to talk to me or want to talk to me or want to bring up topics or anything, feel free to hit me up on the MeWe page. And uh, I have a Twitter, barely use it. But there's also a TikTok that I don't think I put a video on in four months. <laughs> but really appreciate you guys listening, hanging out with my buddy Abe. And uh, we're going to drop off here. Uh, just remember, if you guys are looking for holsters for your firearm, for great concealed carry holsters, check out Remora Holsters. Literally the most comfortable concealed carry holster I've ever used. They work great. Extraordinarily versatile. Please check them out. RemoraHolsters.com. They also have an Instagram, Remora Holsters on Instagram. Thank you guys very much for listening. Everybody be safe out there. Stay alive. Stay survived. For the love of God, don't listen to what they say on the media. And I'll chat at you guys later. Thanks. Bye. 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 <laughs>